Okay, we're uh, talking today about the uh, Christian husband, October 24th. We talked about the Christian wife. Now, uh, husbands, um, according to some of our women in this room, uh, there's been a survey taken. And they have come up with the fact that there's only two rules for happy marriage. Two rules. Rule number one, the wife is always right. Rule number two, men, when we start to think that we might be right, refer back to rule number one. I told my lovely wife that she was drawing her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. A conversation between a husband and a wife. The wife says, had your lunch? Husband goes, had your lunch? Wife, I'm asking you. Husband, I'm asking you. Wife, you copying me? Husband, you copying me? Wife, let's go shopping. Husband, I had my lunch. <laughs> I know that uh, not all people today are married, and I know that... Uh, not all people are a Christian husband in this room. Uh, but I would dare say that since you're here or you're watching online, that I'm convinced of this, that if you pay attention, God will speak to your heart, whether you're married or not, whether you're a Christian husband or not. And when we get to the end of this message, that God's Spirit will have said something to you that He wants you to do. So... Anyway, so I have a question. Husbands and wives, I want you to go ahead and rate your relationship with your spouse. Ten is amazing. One is like, what am I doing here, okay? So how would you rate your relationship with your spouse? Ten all the way down to one. Rose is going for the two-digit numbers right now. If single not married, would you someday like to have a good marriage? I'm going to go through some information that I went through on October 24th when I talked about the Christian uh, woman, Christian wife. Um, fewer people are getting married nowadays. More people are living together and not being married. From a Gallup poll in December of 2020, because of what they found, they came up with a statement. Solid majorities of Americans now view sex between an unmarried man and woman, same-sex relationships, and having a baby outside of marriage as being morally acceptable. So if, if you want, if you want a great marriage, you are swimming against the tide of our society. Do you want a great marriage? Do you want a great marriage? God gave marriage for the shared joy of the husband and the wife. Genesis 2.18 The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Genesis 
God blessed them and said to them, being Adam and Eve, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God said that to Adam and Eve, the team. So, what was God's purpose for marriage? Three things. Number one, for children. Genesis 1.28, be fruitful and increase in number. Number two, companionship. Genesis 2.18, it is not good for the man to be alone. Three, sexual fulfillment. 1 Corinthians 7.4, the wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Hebrews 13.4, marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. And what that says in plain English is, get your jollies at home. So God's purpose in marriage is threefold. Children, companionship, and sexual fulfillment. That's just not in any order, but just what, that's what it is. So let's go back to the Garden of Eden when everything was perfect. And Adam and Eve were there, and our enemy Satan came, and what, was, what, what did he want to attack? So he tempted Eve. She ate the fruit of the tree. She gave some of the fruit to Adam. He ate. God comes walking by, the jig is up. Adam then blames Eve for what he did. And then what did Satan accomplish? Well, he introduced disruption, disorder between a husband and a wife. That, that's what he attacked. And if you damage or destroy the family relationship, then what do you have in society? And what do we have in this country today? because of the way the family is today? Okay, so where we are in our various relationships or individuality, um, whatever God puts on your heart, are you willing, if God says to you, I want you to do, and then he recites it to you, are you willing, without knowing it ahead of time, are you willing to say to God, God, whatever you tell me this morning, Whatever you tell me, not what Robin says, whatever you tell me, I will go ahead and promise you now that I trust you enough that I will do what you tell me. Okay? So, if you would go ahead and bow your head. And if you are willing to do that, to do whatever God tells you this morning to do, then go ahead and tell them that you're willing. Right now, go ahead and tell them. Father, you are trustworthy, and we will do, I will do what you tell me. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. The uh, main verse, verses are going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, if you want to turn there. There's some other verses on the screen that you may want to go to, you may not. You may just want to stay in Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5, verse 25, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians. Galatians, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, 25. We're going to look at three ways that the passage indicates how we are to love our wives. Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. 
Number one, a husband's love will have him sacrifice himself for his wife. I would think that there are any number of men who would be willing to die for their wife. I mean, take a bullet, whatever. If if that was required, I think at that moment they would do it. I think the problem is there are far fewer men who are willing to live for their wives on a day-by-day basis. In these nine verses that we are going to look at in Ephesians 5, Paul the Apostle gives a command three times for the husband to love the wife. Now, when Paul says three times in here that we are to love the wife, what exactly does that love mean? Well, the love that we have there is what we know as what's called agape love. It's the kind of love that God has for us. It's love that is unconditional. It's love that is not based upon what we look like. It's not love that's based upon our brain power. It's not loved on the benefits, based upon the benefits that we can give God. The God loves us as we are. Agape love is not love, I love you because. Because you do this, I love you. It's not that. Agape love is not I love you if. If you do this, then I'll love you. The kind of love that husbands are to have for the wives, the kind of love that God has for us, is the kind of love I love you in spite of. In spite of how you are, in spite of how stupid you are, in spite of how, in spite of the, that's the kind of love that God has for us. And that is a kind of love that God expects we husbands to have for our wives. Husbands, do you love your wife this way? Unconditionally. The love that a husband has for his wife is not based upon feelings. The love that a husband has for his wife, according to this, is constant whether your wife's figure is not or is. The love that we have for a wife, the kind of love that God has for us, doesn't change regardless of whenever she is telling us things that we need to do to change or reminding us of something we said three years ago that we're going to do and we haven't done yet. Our love for them needs to be constant. If the church, which is called the Bride of Christ, and in the church we have people like us that are Christians, And if the church is not, as the bride of Christ, is not always perfect, and yet Jesus is willing to sacrifice himself for that imperfect bride of Christ, and we as husbands are called to love our wives in the exact same way, what does that say about our love for our wives? A husband's love will have him sacrifice himself for his wife. Ephesians 5.25 again. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, washing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any of the blemish, but holy and blameless. 
So a husband is to sacrifice himself for his wife. And secondly, a godly husband will love his wife in order to sanctify her, to make her holy. Okay, here's a question. Who is supposed to be the spiritual leader in the home? Okay, really there's no option. There's no wiggle room. What Scripture clearly tells us is, men, it is our job as husbands to be the spiritual leader in our homes. So the question is, are you honestly looking out for your wife's best spirituality? Are you doing that? So if you say, I'm looking out for the best spirituality I can have my wife, then can you write down or can you put on on some electronic document? Can you denote what it is that you're doing to help your wife be stronger spiritually? Can, Can you write it down? What exactly would that be? Are there activities, men, that you and your wife engage in that are less than God honoring? How do we figure that out? Well, what do you do with your time? You and your wife together, what do you do with your time? What do you spend your money on? Is it less than God honoring? Who's responsible for changing that? Her? No, it's you. Is your wife engaged in some activity that is less than God honoring? What are you doing as the spiritual leader in the home to change that situation? I know you're giving her enough rope so she'll hang herself, right? Or you're not saying anything because you don't want to rock the boat. I understand. But that's not really what it says that our responsibility as husbands is. What if you honestly and in a totally Christ-like manner, husbands, do your best with your wife to help her to stop doing this non-God-honoring whatever, and she refuses to change, well, then you've done your part. Now, does that give you an example to be um, misbehaving yourself in a non-Christ-like manner? Because she is, no, it, it does not, never does it do that. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, now what's the context? In the same way with the humility of Jesus. Husbands, in the same way with the humility of Jesus, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the physically weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So, gentlemen, on the scale of 1 to 10, how do you think your wife would rate you on being considerate of her? Okay, men, that means you, Jeff. How do you think, Andrea, Erica, (laughs) how do you think, Eric, Eric, Erica would, would rate you on your being considerate of her. Uh-huh, okay. So, how do you think, men, your wife would rate you on being respectful? How do you think that would work out? And then, guys, how's your prayer life? Are you getting a lot of yeses? 
Now, now God's not going to give us yes to everything because we might, you know, he knows better and he doesn't give us all the stuff we want. But is there a relationship you have with God in your prayer life? Or are you men, are, are you behaving in such a way and, and not being considerate of your wife and not being respectful of your wife? And God is going, if you're treating my child this way, then, you know, I'm kind of busy. And I'm not going to answer your prayers. That's, that's what it says. That's exactly what it says. Our prayer life as husbands is harmed when we are not considerate and respectful of our wives. It's exactly what it says. A godly husband will love his wife in order to sanctify her, to make her holy. Ephesians 5, verse 28. In this same way, and this is referring as Jesus sacrificed himself for us, in this same way as Jesus sacrificed himself for us, Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. So, number three. A godly husband's love for his wife will be satisfying for her. Okay, men, here's this uh, little survey again. Ten is great. One is really bad. How do we think our wives would rate us? Ten great, one bad. When it comes to our loving them as we love ourselves. How would they, how would they rate us? Okay, men, how do we think our wives would rate us? Ladies, you can go ahead and do the same thing backwards. What do you think? Got your number? Colossians 3.19. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Okay, men, let's pretend that our spousal unit is 100% wrong on something. I know that instantly, almost every woman in this room said, that ain't never going to happen. For me to be 100% wrong, for me to be a little bit wrong, uh, uh, uh. That's why I said, let's pretend. Okay? Let's pretend that your wife is 100% wrong in the situation. Now, if she is, are we as the Christian husband justified in that instance when she's 100% wrong, are we justified in being harsh to her? Let me answer that question with another question. How is Jesus to us when we're wrong? Men, for whatever reason, let's say you have recently discovered that, that you've been harsh to your wife, and, and you've been that way 
really for when you think about it way longer than yeah it's, it's not pretty and so you've decided instantly you decide I am going to stop doing this and it's clear you've made a change and so days weeks months go by and still your wife is cold and responsive and at different times when you're behaving in a non-harsh way she kind of mocks you and, and then, then you go, well, so I'm behaving this way, and she's not changing. And so all I'm doing is setting myself up to be vulnerable and to be hurt. So why, why possibly would I want to go ahead and continue with this? Why should I change when it doesn't make any difference? So another question here, guys. Have you ever said before that you're going to change? And you did for a while. And then you quit changing. And maybe you decided to change again. And you did for a while. And so maybe she just doesn't think this is going to last. And she's kind of jaded. It's kind of your fault. How long... Have you been harsh and insensitive and demeaning to her? This is a picture of a peace lily. And uh, we have two of these in our house, and I have not yet killed those puppies because when they are getting a little dry, they, they begin to droop. Now, they don't look this bad but they begin to wilt. And I know I need to go water them and bring them back to life. You go on vacation, you come back and they're kind of whatever. But if you don't pay any attention, even to peace lilies, then they droop and then the ends of the leaves get brown. And then if you ignore them long enough, then the root system begins to die. In my office down this hallway, over the years I've had a number of different couples come to me and sometimes the conversation the appointment is initiated by the guy and when it's initiated by the guy usually their relationships in trouble because what's happened is like this plant you know, the leaves are still green in this plant. But after a while and the leaves turn brown, then somewhere along the way the root system begins to die out. And the guy in my office, along with the wife who's leaning away from him, something has hit his brain and he is wanting to do everything he can at this point in time to restore the relationship. And sometimes he has ignored her and been harsh to her and insensitive to her that her root system for anything he gives her is gone. Shriveled up and died. And so he can take, you can take any kind of plant like this and you can put water on it and you can put a fire hose on it and it's not going to come back to life. And in those situations, their relationship has died. However, 
There have been times when I've decided that that's what's going on in there. And I have been wrong. Because something happens and God begins working in their lives and he begins to restore a relationship that by all outward appearances was dead. Men, wherever you are in your relationship with your spouse, I would encourage you to do what you need to do, what God has been saying to you today. To do what you need to do. Your relationship may be a 2 out of 10. Your relationship may be a 9 out of 10. What does God want you to do to restore your relationship and to make your relationship with your wife even better than it is? You and I, men, have no choice but to continue to do our part even if the wife is unresponsive. As the leader in the home, as the Christian leader, as the one who needs to be the godly husband, we have no choice but to be who God wants us to be. A godly husband's love for his wife will be satisfying for her. Now, what I found and what you found out in far too many relationships where the husband and wife are not getting along, the wife is waiting for the husband to do something, the husband is waiting for the wife to do something. It's our job. It's the guy's job. It is the guy's job. If we are the spiritual leader in the home, if we are who we need to be, if we're who this scripture says we are, it's our job. We don't wait. Maybe the first thing we need to do is apologize, ask for forgiveness. Find out what it is we need to do to restore the relationship. Some of you know who Gary Smalley is. Gary Smalley is a Christian counselor. I didn't think of this next thing I'm going to tell you, but uh, I heard it from him, and I have found it to be true. But Gary Smalley has said that in every relationship between a man and a woman, the woman knows what can bring the relationship closer together. Now, personally, I think that's kind of disgusting that they know, and that means I need to listen, but there are some women that don't know they know, but they know even if they don't know that they know. Every woman in the relationship knows what it takes to make the husband and the wife closer together. I think God made them that way. And and we're just not wired that way, but they are. And it's the wise husband. And maybe some of you here today need to go home and talk with your spouse about what it is that can bring you closer. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to listen to the correct advice that your wife has for you in bringing the two of you closer together to be the union that God wants you to be. Okay, rubber meets the road time. Men, what does God expect from you? Of all the things that God has said through me or in your brain or whatever, 
What does God want you to do as the Christian husband? How does your behavior need to change? Okay, what is it? What is God calling you to do, practically speaking, to love your wife as Jesus loves us? Would you bow your head, please? What God has placed on your heart this morning, what God has, not what I have, what God has placed on your heart this morning, men, are you willing to do what he has told you to do? If it's yes, tell him you're willing to do it. Secondly, if you know what it is, then when, when will you do what he's told you he wants you to do? Not procrastinating. When will you do what you know he wants you to do? Now, for those of you who are not husbands, what is it that God has in his interesting, miraculous way in this message about Christian husbands, what is it that God has communicated to you that he wants you to do? and coming closer to him. Will you act on his direction? If you would like to discuss any of this, if you would like someone to pray with you, if you have a decision that you would like to make, then when church is over and we are dismissed, if you want someone to pray with you, you want to talk, you want a decision to make, if you would stay seated where you are, everybody else gets around you, they're talking, they leave, but you stay seated. And a trained decision guide will come and greet you where you are. If you're at home, you're watching online, and you want to chat about something, get in touch with us with the information you see in your screen. Father, may we men that are married be the men you want us to be. May we sacrifice for our wives. May we do what we can to sanctify her and bring her closer to you. May we live in such a way that she is satisfied of you loving her through us. Father, may we all May we all listen to you and respond immediately to be the persons that you want us to be. I pray in Jesus' name.